1: podcast you're listening to the joe rogan experience review
0: what a bizarre thing we've created
1: now with your host adam This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time one go enjoy the show hey guys and welcome to another episode of the joe rogan experience review joined as always by my sidekick garrett how you doing bud
0: what's up guys how are you
1: Mm. all right so we got uh, Jessica Kurson she was fucking hilarious Remy Warren Jeez. hunting legend and then of course the main man Brendan Sharp who has D-Shop. a new special coming out pretty good
0: Gringo Poppy I think is the name just to give it a shout out I haven't seen it yet but I'm excited to check it out
1: dude he has a uh, like a billboard on
0: oh on Sunset yeah right? I, heard him t- I heard him talk about that that's pretty dope that's pretty dope, to be honest. It's a, it's a hard flex. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to it. All right,
1: Jessica. Now, Jessica is wonderful. She really is like, I don't know what she reminds me of, like the auntie you want, you know? Like you wish right. you had, just always funny.
0: For sure. She reminds me, I don't know why, but uh, from Borat. <laughs> She just fits like a lot of I don't want to say stereotypes. She like she leans into a lot of them too, so it's pretty awesome. But the fact that she lived quite a bit of her life as non lesbian, now she is a lesbian, she has like a great perspective on all kinds of relationships and hanging out with the dude comedians and always talking, you know what I mean? It's kinda cool that she can see it from all angles now.
1: Yeah, she definitely speaks her truth.
0: I would give her that
1: for sure. (laughs) Like she is one hundred percent like this is how I think, deal with it.
0: Have have they been friends for a while? It seems like, it seems like he's... Uh, granted, it seemed like she just did a show real recently. So that's why I, even Alicia brought that up. She was like, wow. It seems like he must really like her. Yeah. Because she seems like she's been on pretty recently. I yeah. think
1: Rogan's a big fan of her for sure. Right. And uh, I don't know her whole backstory, to be honest. Um, right. But, I mean, she's definitely crushing it. Her work is very, very funny. They get into the Johnny Depp case, which... You know we're gonna have to talk about it. everyone's talking about it, but right? right. I mean, she shit it's... in the bed allegedly. <laughs> Can we just
0: start with that, dude? Uh, it's so funny how it's become. It's a movie. It's it's more of a movie than watching the OJ trial. Granted, it's not murder, but it's it's interesting. I just heard Russell Brand talking about how the narrative too. It's like the whatever movie she was in, the Aquaman star potentially or allegedly shit in the pirates of the caribbean's bed star it's like what what a what a show this is becoming it's it's interesting because we're all human but we're all looking at this as like some thing but it's like johnny depp's really going through this and this girl's really going through this but people just get to look in on the outside and kind of make their observations and pass judgment on other people's lives It's, it's a weird thing
1: yeah Yeah, I mean, it just kind of seems like an unfair, like, really nosy thing. Like, imagine if it was, like, Rogan made the choice. Imagine if Rogan was Rogan. Everything else that he does is just just like Rogan. But for whatever reason, he's into crazy bitches. Right? And it's like, look, you can't, like, they all get into it. I mean, Elon Musk dated Amber after Johnny. It's like, you know, it's easy to get pulled in by him. And imagine if now all of a sudden it was Rogan's life on trial and all the texts were coming up and all the things. It's like you could almost make anyone look bad under cross-examination.
0: True. Is the whole basis of this because he didn't get Pirates of the Caribbean six? So I don't know. No, just, no, it no. It seems like... No, 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 no.
1: So okay. she... <laughs> I know
0: it's defamation, but go Yeah, ahead. she
1: basically said that he punched her or something. Right, right. And because of that, um, there was like defamation cases. So some newspaper I think in England reported on it and Right. Had an article. Yeah, he was like, Well, fuck that. And I'm gonna sue you and he won. <laughs> and now he's suing her. And I guess she right. has to prove that she Well
0: he <laughs> didn't do it all the things that she said she did. I
1: guess. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, it, look, I, I, it's easy to assume things, but it doesn't seem like... I don't know. It's just like from all the people that I've heard that talk about Johnny Depp, they're like, yeah, he's a dope guy. He likes to party. He likes to be wild, obviously. I mean, you can't play Jack Sparrow or right. you know Hunter S. Thompson unless you are a bit of a wild man. So... <laughs> I think it's just one of those that that he dips into crazy every now and again, and you got to pay the price for what that th- eventually.
0: Is it is it just coincidence, or is it? I mean, looking in the rearview mirror, like you look back, we had COVID, we had all the vaccine stuff, we had the war, we had the the will slap. It's like what's the next? Every day is just a new.
1: Yeah, particle. I mean, I think I think that if you're a conspiracy theorist the quicker they can turn it back to celebrity gossip the better they're doing keep it, so yeah, keep it off so we're not paying attention to what's going on in the world because the news yeah, is probably always like if you look if if you weren't watching the news but you just understood everything going on in the world it's probably like crazy wars all the time in different places that we don't really pay attention to and it stresses everyone out to ungodly amounts or a bunch of disease epidemics happening all the time <laughs> so they're like shit we need to give him a break let's just go <laughs> to celebrity gossip and we watch that for six months and we're like oh can you that... believe that the celebrity <laughs> gossip is happening excuse me i bupped. and all that does not feel far off yeah right i mean think who's that guy on snl that they're always talking about shagging kim kardashian Pete Davidson. Yeah, they're like, that's news. Like That's the headline. Yeah, that's the kind of news that... And it, it, I guess the point is that when we're having those news cycles and people are like, oh, this is so dumb that they're talking about this, well, maybe for the, like the mental health of the country, that's not the worst thing. It just keeps us potentially less informed, which
0: generally the more informed people are, the more stressed <laughs> out everyone is. Seriously, so the more you know, the the more you know, the more stressed you are. Honestly, that seems to be, I guess it's, we've we've made reference to it before, but it's just what you're kind of processing and what your feed is and who you're surrounding yourself with, what, with what kind of information is coming through your filter. But it's, it is an interesting time to seem like you always, we always have a common, like headline in the back of our head and then it's like oh shit did you not hear about the new one today like there's a new thing today yeah it's and you're supposed to have an opinion on it and if you don't have the right opinion on it then oh boy
1: well i i mean i guess <laughs> i don't know who you're hanging out with but nobody asked me
0: about <laughs> fucking what's going on that's in the fair. news and what my opinion no, is no well, i only that's pretend fair. to that's have fair.
1: one cuz i t- t- talk about it on here I mean.
0: the only reason i say that is cuz i just saw an interesting thing and i think it's because of this roe versus wade thing getting overturned but i just saw somebody write what a trash country we live in on facebook and i just had to like kind of process that it was right before we popped on here and i'm just like i see i'm just like there's 40 comments on why it's trash at this point and i'm just like ugh, this is a weird spot like a weird spot everybody's got a voice and you can just hop on youtube or hop on facebook or hop on instagram and you have a widespread like if you have a lot obviously it goes without saying but if you have x amount of followers or a ton of engagement and you just decide to say something it's like people get on board with that what, what do you feel about that as far as somebody calling the united states trash Rick, where do you think of that? Not that you need to stand on one side or the other, but it's just a... I
1: don't know, man. I mean, you know, the U.S. has a big role that it plays in the world. So I think... I think in a way, if you looked at every country in the world like people, even though there's only, what, 200, some people work at McDonald's and some people are billionaires and people like to... Pick on the people that are controlling everything and give them a hard time. I think that's, in a sense, like how America is seen. For good or bad, it's like, well, they have a lot of control, a lot of power. And, you know, whether you want to call it interfering or assisting or supporting other countries, I mean, it's it's engaged in a lot of this. So it's going to take massive criticism. So in in some ways there's a balance to it. It's almost like you know, ignoring haters like Joe talks about. It's almost the same right. thing. You know? Just mute
0: I don't know. Muting the nonsense.
1: Well, America. I'm not saying that America should not listen to people that have frustrations. Of course they should. Like the dialogue should always be open. But if you're the only country going in and supporting a region or Supplying them with means to like um get out of a war
0: or like deal with something there, then this was a this is a question I ask. Well, do we have a vested interest or are we just that uh are we that like compassionate of a country? Because it sure seems like we have a vested interest or an interest somewhere for us to be this proactive i don't know i i don't know it seems like it's probably a lot of
1: perspective i mean you know you got to look at governments as like giant corporations in a way so they're probably looking at ways to leverage um trade deals or just kind of win favor i mean have countries um support them in things or be open to trade and there's probably a lot of that, but there's there's also a ton of humanitarian shit that the U.S. does. I'm pretty sure it's it gives the most money to other countries for aid, and right. but then other people just say, well, that's because you have the most money. But does that matter? I mean, you know, it's like. Even when these billionaires give billions of dollars or millions of dollars to charities and people like, well, I pay your taxes and do the rest of the stuff. It's like, well, you haven't given fucking millions of dollars to a charity. Like, that's yeah. pretty fucking
0: great that they are doing that. At least they're it's, doing it's that. Easy to point, it's easy to point the finger for sure. No doubt. And in, 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 in real time, too, this is when Elon took over uh, Twitter during this episode, like, I think, like, right, like, during this episode with jessica and he was pumped like right after he was isn't it interesting all of our minds think is trump coming back on that's like the only thing that anybody's thinking about especially on the left i mean i just want to say on the left but that's the main concern with elon taking over twitter is is trump coming back that's the biggest problem it's like
1: i mean yeah people are worried about like where he's gonna go with freedom of speech but that's the point of freedom of speech is you're not gonna like all of it You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Taliban still have active Twitter accounts. Nobody's banned them. That's probably not good. You think? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about the (laughs) back to Jessica talking about a drug problem and taking all those pills. What did you think of that? That sounds like she just wanted to go to sleep all the time. And well, I think I've been depressed enough in my life to also understand that, too. But that's not that's not a fun place to be in. T- not definitely taking sh- a bunch of ambient.
0: Jesus, I'm I'm sure being overweight and not being satisfied with like the life experience probably has something to do with it too. But she just she sounds like she's an addict, and it's great that she's sober now. But it's uh she I hate to just use that as such a relative term, but <laughs> seems like she was loved food, loved drugs, loved everything. I wonder she how many people are stuck in those cycles because that it, it just I feel so bad for people that are like gonna I don't know just be stuck there. Well, it either takes a rock bottom experience or it takes an inspira- inspiring experience. Hopefully, I don't know because you can run through that mundane stuff all the time. But mm-hmm. depression, d- depression is a hell of a drug because I think a lot of people. Probably get addicted to it sometime. You know those people that are always the worst. This was the worst. This was the worst. That's not. That's not a good spot to be in. No. No. And if I if I wanted to take some Ambien, that'd be the time for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For yeah. For
1: sure. When they talking about the OnlyFans as well? Like how much? Yeah.
0: Some of those people were making on that? Oh my god! Dude. She said that she had a friend generating hundred k or something. You got. Right. What's the backlash on that? I don't know that. You th- he made a good point, though. It's like, what are you going to be a teacher and make forty k, or just like play with your feet and make a hundred k, dude? But somebody might. But somebody might know you when you go out. There was some interesting like factors that I thought about after the fact when they started talking about guys showing up to shows potentially and that being a problem. That could be a problem.
1: Yeah, that would be creepy. But I mean, ten grand a week, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening now that like, like realistically, if you if you had to just be honest with yourself, there's a lot you would do for ten grand a week that you could do in one day. Right? I mean yeah.
0: Am I am I am I right?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Can you get away with that <laughs> if you just had like not famous but you have a huge hog and you're just like well, here's did... the hog
0: I will say you don't hear about it as much, and, and looking at it, you hear about it more on the female side. You don't hear about, like, oh, that guy was in a porno, or that guy was had an OnlyFans. Like, I've never heard that story now that I'm thinking about it. The dude, only people that have really caught backlash. Dude, there's got to be some girls
1: out there that like, that are, you know, it's not just men that watch porn. It's a lot of no, men No, 100%. That watch it, but, you know, there's also gay porn. Maybe there's straight guys no. that look great that just yeah.
0: do that. I am mm, guarantee you there are. That, that, that'd be naive to think otherwise. Dude, for 10 grand a week, I'd do some gay porn. <laughs> what would you do? Uh,
1: yeah, well, I wouldn't put my face in it because obviously I want to be classy. You know, I'd show some butts. You know?
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Nobody yeah, needs I think to that's know. Uh...
1: Maybe I wouldn't tell anyone,
0: but maybe well, I would. Think, maybe I'd be think... proud of it. Maybe I'd be like, hey, you ne- sign you up. haven't heard any story... You haven't heard any stories in the tabloids where it was like, oh, Adam was on OnlyFans and he is a accountant, so we fired him. Like, There's only been stories of females that have been in like, granted, I think they made reference to it, like if you're in a position with children and they're all Googling you on OnlyFans or they're all looking you up, that might be an uncomfortable situation if you're sitting in a seventh grade classroom and you got 15 boys just all looking up at you and they oh, yeah, know what you look like.
1: Dude, imagine if you found out your hot high school teacher was on OnlyFans. So everyone would be yeah. like, Mom, I need some pocket money. I gotta sign up for this thing.
0: That would be the immediate half day we're all going over to Johnny's house and checking out this yeah. friggin' tingle bomb.
1: And then then she comes to class the next day and she's like, for sure, every dude in the class is jerked off to her. Because they're 13 Guar- and they're desperate. Gu-
0: guaranteed. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, what'd, then what'd you pay teachers that? more. <laughs> pay teachers more. They wouldn't have to do this. They wouldn't have well, to. I think... Let's jump over to uh, Remy, and um, let's talk about this guy for a minute. What's cool is um, it's always fun when... Because people, you know, the my friends know that I do this podcast, so they're more interested than they used to be. They used to just think that I should get a real job and do something else, but... Um, now they, you know, like to give me some feedback on things, and I get texts from people. So I have a couple of friends that knew Remy quite well, um, because he's from Montana, and uh, right. they say he's a great guy. All, all everything I heard was like brilliant, good storyteller, really nice guy, like compassionate, like a deep, like, but like a romantic person, like all good shit. It wasn't like a bunch of hunting stories. Which is interesting because no. some of the people that I was talking to were well, they're you know hunters from Montana. So I was like, "Yeah, tell me some cool hunting stories." No, it was mostly just like how fucking
0: good of a person he is, which is cool right. to hear. Yeah, well, that's pretty much magnified by that story that he told about finding his now wife. Right, like that story is a movie that needs to be written, <laughs> just with the details and whatnot with her cruising out. Three days no water, and him just kind of finding the path, and like thinking what she would have thought, and that whole story was just remarkable. And it was even when Joe was like, "Oh, you, like, I don't know, man, that was that was a heartfelt story for sure." He's like, "I don't know what how that would have happened had I found her and her had been dead, or all kinds of bad stuff." But yeah, yeah, props some of well, props some of the
1: people that I talked to knew him during that time, and and it was fascinating to get a bit of like. Just, I mean, it was basically the same story, but just, like, hearing it in another dimension from other people, like, it was seriously legit. I mean, it was, that's a heroic story, for sure. Right. I mean, really cool. And thank God they got married. Imagine if she was like, thanks for saving me, later, nerd. (laughs)
0: Like they were saying, he's always got the one-up, if they ever... If they're ever in a little bit of an argument or whatever, he's always got that, but for sure. Yeah. Oh, remember I, sa- I saved your life?
1: Yeah, he's like, yeah, and he's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. You <laughs> he, t-
0: he, t- he talked about that story about him almost falling off that cliff, too, and always scaling those spots, and that one old lady walking up to him and like slapping him with such like reverence because she was so upset that he could have potentially died, and he was like, all right, maybe I need to reel it in here. And- yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah i i'm glad he brought that up though to be honest because i personally do not do well with heights i don't like it and he was like yeah the the bears and other things in nature but he's like M- the most dangerous shit i've done is like stuff on cliffs and things and i'm like yeah right. that's the fucking most dangerous shit anyone does it's fucking right. terrifying i do not like it just- i get even when Alex Hamill comes on, Rogan, and I'm a big fan of him, um, it, I get stressed out. Same. It, it just stresses me out thinking about it. But, I mean, th- this yeah. fucking guy was struck by lightning.
0: Right. Him and his pops. Yeah. What? It's crazy. <laughs> and the way they were talking about just shooting hoops outside, they were putting him a basketball hoop or whatever, and he was like, yeah, that thing shot me three steps up. And even worse, his dad had, I, I mean... It'd be one thing to know you were paralyzed, but it'd be another thing to just go two weeks paralyzed and all of a sudden have your feeling back. you'd be like, "Oh my God, thank you so much, God. I'm back,
1: yeah, well, it <laughs> sounded imagine? it like, sounded like his dad almost died,
0: I mean he right. was properly paralyzed,
1: that's you know for a bit of time, and even Remy was saying that he had twitches, like he's kind of right. like still you know his nervous system's until- still jacked up, so right. Ugh. They did talk way too much about bear attacks, which is a lot of work because I'm actually going to go black bear hunting next week. And mm. the more I, you know, I'm brand new to this stuff. So I hear that and I'm just like, what <laughs> am I doing? Should I not do that? People are like, "Nah, it's fine. It's safe. It's good. That doesn't happen. I'm like, ah, it sounds like that happens.
0: I mean, put yourself in the mother nature. She'll teach you who's mother. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't really know, but it's I, I, the more and more hunters he has on, it's going to be harder and harder for people that are pro non hunting um, to still think it's like a, a reasonable thing to do because the way he talks about it and the, and the like emotion attached to it, like he's always like talking about how much he feels for the animal and how much throughout the process that it needs to be a clean shot and, a lot of a lot of hunting jargon that i don't know about but it just is an interesting thing that people like still demonize it and it sounds so bonding i don't know what the right word is but
1: well it's it's a um a fascinating pursuit you know and it's not for everyone people get real upset about it i'm sure that now that i have said that i'm bear hunting you know, I doubt there's people listening to this that are going to get too upset because it's, right. it's, you know, Rogan fans, so they right, they have already right. used to listening to it. But I'm telling you, if I if I like talk to my dad in England about this a lot, he'd he'd get really upset. And I get it. Because, I mean, he's not about that. that. They don't hunt in England. He doesn't like the idea of that. Um, and you can explain all you want to him about, like, well, there's a balance, and if there's too many bears, they eat all the elk and the other things, and it's just, some people just... They just have a hard line to it, and they will not bend. And that's okay with me, honestly. Like, you're no, allowed to have no, your opinion. Fine. um, And, you you know, you can get a bit mad at me about it, too. Okay? I know it's extreme. It's like... It's not like I'm ever gonna get mad at him, because he's, like, really into gardening. I mean... Right. There's there's just there. zero argument there. Like he probably has some argument that's that's somewhat valid. So I give him space for it. But also I'm like, well, I'm gonna do it anyway, so hopefully we can still be friends at the end of this. I don't know what to tell you. They
0: made they made reference to there being thirty thousand I mean just to that point. Um and not to say that he doesn't have his own opinion. I get it. I think the gardening Metaphor is a good one, but whenever there's 30,000 axis deer in Lanai and there's only 3,000 people, it seems like that could be an encroachment is, I mean, or an overstep, no?
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, if there's no predation, um, I think it's Lanai, right, where the axis deer right. are? That's yeah, I mean, if there's no predation yeah, yeah. and they're f- just everywhere, that, that right. can cause its own ecological problems, and there needs to be some balance in there and right so uh, the big thing for me with any hunting stuff and that's what kind of really got me on board with it is that at least in the u.s the money that's paid in by hunters in all these areas keeps like the u.s has by far the most like animal preservation habitat money available right. weren't they even saying they raise like so many money. millions of dollars just for sheep in Montana.
0: Yeah. All
1: kinds of money. I think that's amazing. Who the fuck gives right. a shit about paying for sheep? I mean, look, but I like nobody... sheep and I don't want to hurt sheep right. and all the rest of it. But I'm not going to go to a place and donate a ton of money to sheep. So it's it's no. kind of good that, you know, these people care that much to put that money in. And, and I'm sure if you talk to them all. There's probably not many people from PETA there, and you would assume that would actually be most of the people that would be there. Right. But I don't know. It's like, okay, yeah. so you really care about all these animals and all these habitats, but what are you doing to like help their um habitats? How much do you put so, into it? So it's a this might so be there's some hypocrisy in there a little bit, I think.
0: Yeah. Is this a dumb question? But I, th- people bring this up. It's like, probably where do you draw the where do you draw the line with? Are, are bugs are bugs? Do we not kill bugs? Because it seems like everybody's on board with killing bugs, right?
1: Yeah. Well, the Buddhists, the Buddhists don't like to kill anything, but I'm sure <laughs> right. some of them
0: do. But if Peta's got a roach running through their bed, is Peta like just making sure that roach is okay? Because I don't foresee that.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, Rogan's talked about it, like, people don't get upset about fish pictures, and they don't necessarily get upset about bear meat pictures, but I'm sure if you showed a skinned bear hanging upside down in a garage looking like a really beefy human, people would have, they would lose their minds. So, but people, people like outrage, they like to get upset about stuff too, you know? Right. And they like That's... to get upset about stuff they know they can get a lot of support getting upset about it, right? It's like, really, if you were if you were that into, like, all life and all things, people would be losing their minds in the streets about the Russian invasion of right. uh, Ukraine and the blowing up children's hospitals. But it's like, yeah. comes on the news, people are upset, they move on. But if you post, if I posted a picture of a dead bear and I was sat next to it, I would probably get messages from people that have never said anything about the brutality of the Ukraine war. That's a really good point. Yeah, you got to wonder like, okay, look, I, I appreciate you being this compassionate, but you should be that compassionate across the board, right? At least be consistent with it. You can't just pick and choose.
0: It almost seems impossible. Like, you can only pick your... Like, you only have a certain... I don't know, like a certain gas tank of compassion. Because then you're like... Cause, I don't know, man. You could pick... Just like we said, pick a story to look at. And you could be compassionate for different things all over the place. Yeah, but like
1: forget the gas pick. tank. You're going to tell me that, that a bear
0: dying is more important than a children's hospital? I no. I'm completely on board with you. I I I would say that the children's hospital is much more of a.
1: But but that's the point I'm making, Garrett. Is that it's not about how much energy you have;
0: it's about your prioritization. Absolutely, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I just I hear you. All right. It sounded like like you weren't agreeing, but it wasn't. It's not
1: required. I just didn't think that that was.
0: It didn't make sense to me that's rational that makes sense I mean, it's hard because you just don't always see the other side because whenever if you're talking about a children's hospital and you're talking about a bear you're trying to be like thoughtful from both sides but it just doesn't make sense
1: dude i i'm pretty sure no matter what bombing a children's hospital is is the worst (laughs) i don't care who does it. I hope if we do (laughs) it if i accidentally did it i'd have to be in a lot of trouble like it's always (laughs) back
0: I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a, I mean, yeah. But bear range.
1: hunting is actually not illegal in right if you get all the right tags and there is a pretty solid argument whether you like it or not that it helps keep predation levels down so that other animals can. I mean, you know, if you think about a bear eating like what ten elk a year, you're just like, well, yeah. that's ten elk. That got
0: killed. Right. So. That's that's part of human nature.
1: It's a a balance there. You get mad about. To that. You get mad about the bear dying. But you get mad about elk dying too. It's like how many of each have to die before. Like you can't have one or the other. If you don't kill any bears. They're going to eat a lot of things. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm.
0: And to that point, they were talking about how pythons and like alligators have somehow gotten a like a pass in California because you're not allowed to sell like a gator skin wallet or a python wallet. And it's like, do you know what pythons do? Do like, you know what alligators do? Like- well, there's
1: there's no alligators and pythons, I don't think, in California. No, you that, just but can't I think that sell that like the 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 skin, the hide, right? Yeah, right. But what what a weird thing. Well, I mean those pythons have killed like all of the deer and other creatures. Right. I mean, it it was basically a genocide.
0: It was yeah, just not understand. a human
1: one. It was an animal right. one and they just
0: slaughtered them all. So what's the angle for that? We need to keep those alive because
1: No, it's not it's not about keeping them alive. California Versus... is about optics. It just doesn't want to look like oh, we don't want to be a part of that sort of trade. We don't want we're we're holier than thou. So and really if you take a step back and you're just like, well, you know this is devastating like ecology in other places. Like absolutely destroying it. And therefore, it's almost like out of sight is out of mind, but it looks really good on paper. You get to show up to a dinner party and be like, yeah, I would never wear a, you know, a gate about because I think that nothing should be killed. And right. my crystal tells me yeah. that totally. I should just love I'm everything. A, and I'm like, okay, I'm a, but how about a, an alligator comes in your back garden and eats your dog that fits in your purse. And then you a rough day. tell us what you think about alligators. It's easy right. when you don't see them. But that, that's the same thing. They're all on iPhones tweeting about this, and they're not thinking right. about the sweatshops that made that stuff. I feel like I'm getting yeah. preachy, but it's just that point <laughs> of, like, we all do it, so can there right. be a little bit of acknowledgement to, like, the fact that, you know, your actions well, are not perfect and they
0: never will be? I think the point you just brought up is so fitting and so relative to what's going on especially in regards to california it's all about optics and it always has been that's the thing that's the problem it's like nobody actually wants to talk about the facts we're living in this like weird facade and twilight zone and you have to have an opinion about something and without any actual conscious thought just because you want to be on somebody's team and like you said it's all about optics it's just a weird spot to be out here but i will say it doesn't feel as polarizing at the moment but I don't know. It is a, it's a weird thing. I think yeah, I mean Joe on.
1: also ended it with like the the mounts of animals. He have a ticket right. to the taxidermy and then you've got right. like this fake looking creature on the wall. And right. and it's interesting that he said that. I didn't know that was his perspective, but I have always been I I don't think I will ever taxidermy anything. You know, I I think I will continue to hunt, and I I want meat so that I don't do the factory farming. I think that's a good philosophy, and that's really if you're going to be a meat eater, I think that's a really responsible way to go. There's probably other ways, you know, you can buy organic and whole foods and other stuff. But a good butcher will get you meat that wasn't in a in a thing. Right. But are you typing over there? I hear like typing sounds.
0: No, not at all. Oh, I hear like um,
1: tapping on stuff. Um, oh, yeah. but you know, even when he talked about those mounts, like there's something called, I think, like a European mount. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's called that. Where it's just like the bones. It's just like a skull a and the horns and
0: and he was saying he was saying that's that's nature's art. I thought that was I, I mean I don't think I could I, I never really desired to taxidermy anything in the first place, but after hearing him say it, it's like I he's like everything is all fake, it's all rubber eyes and this that and the other. The only thing is actually the horns and the skull. Yeah.
1: I would keep a hide so- <laughs> though, I think. Cuz you can make rugs yeah. out of stuff and you can get like you can get hides and and I feel like that's respectful to you know because Think about when people talk about like how the Native Americans would be. They would use all the parts of the animal. It wasn't wasted. Right. And the Westerners would come in and just shoot them in the head and just take all the ribeyes and just leave a, right. a big pile of animal there wasted. So totally. I like the idea of like using as many parts of it as you can and out of respect to it. I mean, I've never even asked anyone, I wonder if you can keep the bones... Because then you could get, like, the marrow and things and, like, make uh, beet, like, broth out of it. I don't know if that's... Right. That, that's probably a weird. Maybe that I've never Potentious. heard anyone say it, so maybe that's not a thing you can do. But that I'd be down for that, because then you could use even more parts of it. I'm sure it's all super nutritious.
0: Absolutely. Um, did you get a chance to see what he was talking about? You've probably seen it before, but the way that he was, like, describing the nasal cavity of the deer... I, I I've always seen that deer sitting on his desk, but I've never actually seen him pull it up and like put it on the Oh, I wasn't main watching the cane. video. I was just listening <laughs> but you to could this s- one. Dude, the way he was describing it, it was so like informational because you could literally see how de- deers have such a good sense of smell, but you could see all the inner workings and like the just it was the way he described it was how like human nature's art and I was pretty spot on because you think about how much evolution has come along for animals to survive and even humans to survive it's like there's a lot that's gone into this a long long time
1: yeah i well i mean look at any animal's nose and like how long it is it's like we we have tiny little noses a bear it's like seven inches long and it's giant well yeah it's the whole front of their face that whole bit point. that comes out. So it's not like just right. nose shape like we have. It's that right. whole big chunk that goes forward. So, I mean, compared to our stupid nose, it's like a supercomputer right. of nose smelling.
0: That in- That is interesting. Dude, they can
1: smell point. a fart from like 10 miles away.
0: Don't, uh, don't <laughs> quote me on this, but I'm
1: pretty <laughs> sure if you fart... Well, think
0: about that. Like, we've come so far, like, with iPhones and all this other stuff, but our nose is still, what, one inch off our face? Shouldn't it be, like, nine, ten inches off our face if we're trying to evolve here? No. We don't need smelling <laughs> to survive. Nah. Uh, it's useless to
1: us. What, what are we worried that's about? Weird. Farts? Um,
0: gas? <sighs> like, no. Wh- how often has
1: smelling saved your life,
0: Garrett? Be honest. <sighs> I, well, I mean, you just made reference to gas. That's probably the only one I could think of. But
1: do you know that we add life. the chemical to the gas so you can smell it to make it so you don't light your house on fire? We'll yeah, by leaving a burner on because the like the uh, it's probably butane, right? Propane or something, whatever comes out of the gas, but it doesn't have it doesn't have a smell naturally. They have to add that so we can be warned. Like we're useless. We don't, we're not saving our lives with smells. We're doing what it with our are... eyes and our brain. Our hearing kind of is... sucks. Our smell sucks. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. How,
0: how have we, how have we progressed? What's our biggest trait that we've progressed in, in the past hundred years? Um, from <laughs> technology. What are you talking yeah, about? It's gotta be. Well, I yeah. was thinking about from a, a like a five sense kind of thing. If it feels like hearing seeing thinking or not thinking but i mean
1: yeah probably
0: technology oh we,
1: well we one haven't one. improved any of our senses in a hundred years no, no, no. but <laughs> we we've expanded on it with information we're better right. at sharing collecting and distributing uh which is the same as sharing information right. that's what we do well True. that's what we do all right let's jump over to good old brendan Shaw. this is great i thought um right you know, he, Brendan is doing, he's a really fucking hardworking guy, okay, I saw him doing stand-up back in 2016, he'd done it for maybe, I don't know, maybe two, two years before that, not long, and I remember seeing him at the comedy store and thinking, oh god, what a joke, which is what he talks about, that's that stigma, And I'm not the kind of guy usually to judge people, but I was like, oh, he clearly got in because of Rogan. And I was just being a negative Nancy about it, to be honest. And I I try to be more and more careful about that sort of judgment. Um, But he came up and he was funny and silly. And, uh, And then because of all the time that I used to go to the comedy store when I lived in LA, I saw him, dude, he works hard. Really hard. right? And I met him uh, one time outside of the, I went, you know what I went to? I went to the Conor McGregor uh, Mayweather, like pre, like hype shows that they were doing. You know, they went to all those cities yeah, before yeah. that fight. Yeah. So I went to the Staples Center and that was the first day, I think, that Brendan was doing something for Showtime. That's like the first time he was in with it. And anyway, it just randomly happened to be that I went to this bar outside, and I was just sat out. I was trying to, like, get away from all the people. There were so many people there. I was like, all right, that's enough. That was fun, wild time. And I just, like, sat on this little patio area, this this bar outside the Staples Center. And uh, Brenda came out, and it was re- like, whoa. And I was like, dude, you did a great job with the Showtime thing, and I know that was your first... You know, time up there, and it's super nice, dude. But the the way he is hustled since even then, I mean, the connections he's made with Showtime, doing his first special, which didn't get great reviews, um, but he did it so early. I mean, all I'm saying if if anyone's sleeping on him and his comedy, give him a chance because he's really coming a long way. And, and that's reason. all
0: there is to it it's just putting the work in right he just keeps getting sets he keeps putting jokes the way he speaks about other people too he knows lets you know that he's humble and like he always has given his props to everybody in the business I think he looks up to Joe as a, like a hardcore mentor and he doesn't ever fall short of giving him his props as far as like putting him on for sure because he was just like yeah
1: and you know I don't think awesome. I think that like obviously he had an in right. But Rogan right. doesn't give a fuck. Like you've got to do the right. work. If he yeah. didn't do shit with it, and he was like, "Oh, just put me up, bro," or "Let me open for you on this stadium tour," and Rogan's like, "You're not, you haven't done comedy for two weeks. I'm not gonna put you up anywhere."
0: Right? Like, he's probably just super super young, trying to get on. Got to appreciate it. But I hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he puts that effort in. So right. and th- that uh, King and the Sting and the Wing podcast is. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Right. That shit... His banter. Dude, there, there's going to be so many great highlights from that show after about right. a year. I mean, you get Chris Dalia and Theo together, I couldn't so imagine the chaos in that room. Like, forget <laughs> about it.
0: I mean, I don't know. And Brian, He's got a show with Brian, too. And it's funny hearing the, him and Joe talk about it. He was just like, it's so funny seeing somebody that cannot spot a liar. Like, Brian just, like, <laughs> has a tendency... <laughs>
1: <laughs> like they were both,
0: and he's like he's like that only happened when he was younger and, and Brendan's like nah man that happened that stills going on pretty Dude, hardcore
1: poor Brian he gets picked on so much but they they know him and they're not being yeah. mean he just no. you know he's a nice guy and he probably he just wants to see the best in people, and it yeah. just is a disaster <laughs> every jo- time. Jo-
0: I, mean, jo- I mean, there's a certain quality of that because you have certain friends like that. We have certain friends like that that can just see the endearing qualities of other people and probably overlook the bullshit, which is, I mean, respectable in some regards because you don't need to always break people down. So,
1: Dude, I'll tell you one thing for sure. like Brian Callen is a super nice guy. And he also is absolutely fucking hilarious. If you watch his For sure. if you go he's see so... Brian Callen live, I guarantee you're gonna love that show. He is, he is so funny all the time. Right?
0: He's brilliant. He's one. He's one of my favorite uh i don't know what you'd say like physical comedians mm-hmm. just, just some of the stu- stuff he does is so good like yeah <laughs> i went back and rewatched a few of his specials recently and he's 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 a one of one for sure he's funny he's a bit of a stuff he's dealt with.
1: he's a bit of a dork on those podcasts sometimes um for sure he gets clumsy and gets picked on and and but uh, yeah when you go see him live doing his stand-up he's he's just every time every time i've seen him pop up on a show i it's just what's interesting is if you if you live in an area where you can go to comedy like in new york chicago la and even austin now that's getting really big nashville has some good comedy um if you can get a good lineup consistently and you keep going in all the time you get a real feel for like what's about to come up and I don't know how to describe it, but sometimes certain people come up and it's almost like your your gut tells you how it's going to be. Like you just get a feeling for like the the kind of thing that you're used to from in like sometimes some people are good, sometimes they're not. So they're a bit more hit and miss and they call their name and you just know it right away. You're like, oh, maybe they do kill it that day, but then there's other people like Joey Diaz um, or Brian Callan. Uh, Theo that just you just as soon as you hear their name you're like oh my god this is gonna be amazing and right. and obviously anytime you're lucky enough to have Chappelle just kind of wander into a place you're right. gonna get that every time but yeah it's it's a it's one of the more like brilliant things about going to comedy often which I recommend to everybody if you can get there so. when was the last time you went to the comedy store Garrett
0: uh, comedy store been a minute, but I did just go see Chappelle on Friday night in the Hollywood Bowl, which was pretty outstanding, I gotta say. Oh,
1: it. damn, that's right. Yeah, you told me about that. Dude, that how was sick. that I
0: show? <laughs> Dude, I met, mean, unfortunately, I missed the openers, which happened to be amazing. It was like Bill Burr and uh, Donnell oh, Rawlings. Keep talking, I gotta pee. But we showed up, it was right at the end of D'Angelo's show, and for... Anybody that thought Dave was going to take some time off and, like, be censored by, by anybody that was telling him what to do. He definitely leaned into every single one of the jokes, which was awesome to see. <laughs> and he had, um, I don't know, I mean, he, he just has that presence on stage that's like a firecracker. He's, he's the best. Apparently, the night before, Erica Badu, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she did, like, a full show full concert show i think it had a lot to do with what you were just saying like when you go to the comedy store you never know who's going to show up i was there one night and bill Burr just showed up and i was just there to see an open micer. like that's where those guys are just going to get their reps you know
1: yeah and that and that's the beautiful <laughs> thing about that I, here's here's something that i should say to people that don't get to go to these clubs like this if ever you're in a city this close to it show up to them because these shows yeah. are like 20 25 bucks your lineup is, like, five or six of the best comedians in the country, plus open micers, not even open micers, but, like, other comedians that are open for these guys that are definitely worth seeing. And chances are somebody pops in. I mean, right. it happens more than people think. These aren't I that, mean, that was... these crazy one-offs, and it's just I... the best time. What, are you going to go to a movie, see another yeah. fucking Spider-Man for $25 plus popcorn? It's like, right. yeah, pretty good, but it's not it's not going to be the types of moments that you're just like, oh, wow, remember when
0: this. Right. Bill Burr came on in the belly room for 45 minutes, and I've only have my frame of reference is only two times. I've only been twice, so I'm 50%. As a, and the other one, the, the comics were great, too. They're all open micers, but it's you know this better than anybody, but it's an interesting process watching people go through the process of being an open micer. Like, there's Nightmare. even watching people. Watch, it. <laughs> I mean, watching people bomb can be funny, but it's also just like ah, oh, cringeworthy. But mm-hmm. yeah, what are you gonna do? What you? I, w- I wanted to ask you before we get off here. What do you think about him saying that he takes four of those Sanusas at the same time and seven pops of espresso to get started?
1: Oh no, it was rogue nicotine <laughs> oh, thing. Is that
0: different than the Sanus?
1: What Sanus? Uh,
0: I think it's just another brand. It's just one of those like nicotine pouches you put in your mouth uh, yeah he, well
1: he said rogue i mean it's all the same it's just nicotine i was gonna say well yeah, that's seniors, a lot mate. that's a lot you know and For- i have friends here in bozeman and um you know i do those nac- nicotine patches sometimes and right. um you know because i i'm not convinced that they're toxic uh, you know but they are addictive.
0: they are very addictive um, he's convinced they're not. He's convinced they're not toxic at
1: all. Well, it's just it's just nicotine extracted nicotine with like a salt to keep it stable mm. and then dry. So science, yeah, science. Bit of science on this show, <laughs> not much, but a bit of science. All right, this so is anyway, for you. they it's it's um yeah not it's not carcinogenic anyway, um, okay. so it's not it's not like a tobacco product, but yeah, it's addictive. And uh, it's a bit of a stimulant, so gotcha. get you going. It's like probably like coffee level though coffee is Dude. is uh got some good antioxidants in, so there's probably i would say definitely more benefits to drinking coffee for a health standpoint um but also, yeah, people generally I'm noticing that they just keep upping the milligrams until they're at like eight milligrams, which is, as far as I've seen, like the highest that they sell, and then all of a sudden someone has two of those, and I'm just like, all right, bro, you're starting to go off the deep end, right? This is like the non-tobacco version of like two (laughs) packs a day.
0: He's got a whole box of of pouches in your mouth. Mm.
1: Yeah, you might have to slow it down. I don't know. It's a balance to everything, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's like, A even if you found s- out something wasn't bad for you, but you really like it, you got to go easy. It's like people probably I mean, didn't think that internet porn was bad for them at first, but people have gotten no, super know. addicted to that shit.
0: That's when you think about the thresholds of how people can push stuff. Like, I think if you told somebody what your daily schedule was, they probably think that was out of control with jits and gym and all the activities that you're doing. And you think, like, when he mentioned four whatever they're called rogues and then seven shots of espresso i was like i couldn't even put my mind around that and he's also like working out like seven shots of espresso just makes my like body get warm i don't know how to think about it like i remember doing a double or a triple and i was like all right let's go like build a wall or something but seven on the daily that seems a bit aggressive yeah yeah but you know
1: with that these guys are busy i mean it goes back to joe saying you want to have an a and a b career i think most people can barely handle one career and these guys are so focused on keeping things going that they've got like their primary thing their secondary thing and but you know like anything brandon even talked at the end about all the pressures and anxieties of running his business and you know he's an owner and a boss now and it's yeah like it's easy to think these guys have the dopest lives and it's all fun I think probably Burt Kreischer and um, Tom Segura have it down the best because they seem like the most chilled all the time but a lot of these other guys are really fucking hustling I mean look at Andrew Schultz this guy is such a legend Help Brandon with his special which is amazing and you know what a great dude and really knows his shit but to think that that guy isn't ever stressed. I mean, he has a lot of fun, yeah, he has a ton right. of fun, but he is working hard and doing a lot, and that that probably
0: wears you out. You know what I mean? Right. Totally. I mean, it looks good on the outside, but when you got when you're responsible for a lot of other people's income, that probably weighs on your mind a little bit too. But
1: no doubt, no doubt. You know. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. We kind of uh, we covered it all.
0: But um,
1: yeah, guys, thanks as always for tuning in and being a part of the review. Good thing. to catch back up, bud. And yeah, you guys, you,
0: you said it's gonna snow there in Bozeman. It's it's a solid seventy-five here. You you're coming out soon though, so we're excited to see you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna snow next week. Like Jesus, <sighs> fucking well, May. We'll, Chill
0: out, we'll Bozeman. Be sur- we'll be surfing.
1: Love that. All right. Well, yeah, we'll be doing a live podcast in, is it next week or a couple of weeks? A couple of weeks. I
0: think right? it's a it, couple of weeks.
1: couple of weeks. We'll be doing one together, which is, we haven't Stoked. done that for a long time. So anyway. Stoked, bud. All right. Pretty good. All right, guys. Take it easy. Have a great Pe- week. Be safe. And, uh, you know, modulate your drugs and don't do many rogue uh, nicotine pouches. Laters.
0: Peace and, lo- peace and love, mushroom doses. <laughs>